0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to Back to Basics podcast, Events and Community, where we talk about the deep and personal relationship between events and community, which we see and need now more so than ever before, as well as why events and community might not actually mean what you think they mean. This is episode four of season two, which is all about how it's not a party, it's an intimate get together. So this season, basically, so far, we have gone through quite a bit. Uh, The first episode was quite long, (laughs) as some of you did mention. Uh, My apologies for that. I just started talking and I just could not stop. So keeping it short and sweet now as well for the next few episodes. Um, Again, episodes four, we are halfway through this season. Oh my gosh, this always goes by so fast. But yeah, here we are episode four. So today, it's basically all about, you know, event tips for any size gathering, whether it's large, small, medium, uh, whatever it is, we're going to discuss how we can continue to elevate these events. Uh, the last couple of episodes, we discussed kind of the the frame for this entire season, what kind of inspired it and what we're really focusing on. And then last episode, it was really about your purpose for an event, you know, Why, why are you hosting it? Why, what, what is the reason for hosting it beyond that, that kind of surface level? Like, oh, it's my wedding, you know, we're celebrating our love or, you know, celebrating, coming together, that kind of stuff, you know, going beyond that. And so this one is kind of how to implement what we've talked about so far and what we've learned, hopefully learned. (laughs) Yeah. So without further ado, let us start. Basically, um, The first half has been kind of a wild ride, hasn't it? Fourth episode, we've gone through quite a bit, but the gist of it is, you know, at the core of the season, it's all about coming together and kind of shifting out of this mindset that, you know, if it's a party, it has to be like a party. And, you know, of course, these are important things to consider. Like, yeah, do do I have enough food for everyone? Is everyone uh, like dietary restrictions? Are they, have they been considered? Has, you know, do we have the best DJ around? To to continue that party into the night and kind of considering those, keeping those, obviously, but shifting it into, you know, the party is about the people at the end of the day, you know, we're focusing on the people, the guests, the attendees, it's about them Uh, and how we can create an atmosphere, you know, not just an atmosphere, really, but an event that they will remember for years to come. You know, your events should become legendary because it brings people together. You know, whether it's five people, fifty people, or five hundred people, or even five thousand. Think of those week-long conferences and whatnot. You know, the more people there are, they should walk away with at least you know one friend that that they didn't count as a friend before. That's kind of the goal with this. You know, yes, th- this is a party, but it's more than that. It's a place for people to come together and to celebrate that deeper purpose that you have for bringing them together. So kind of, you know, that that's really what we've learned, what I personally also learned, especially from the book, The Art of Gathering. Uh, if you haven't yet, like seriously, definitely, definitely worth it. You can grab it from your local library. If they don't have it, libraries are always open for requests. So totally like, don't even worry about it. If you put in a request with the librarians, they will they'll do their best to find it and grab it. Uh, if you didn't hear our very first episode uh, from season one, it was with librarian from the VPL uh, and just amazing Jean from the VPL from teen services. And they were talking about how, how they had the service, like they will do what they can to bring in this book. So don't, don't worry about it. And if you are someone with the financial means to do so, go ahead and purchase it. It's, just so worth it, especially if you are someone who loves hosting as much as I do, <laughs> it's worth it. Just so worth it. So kind of, yeah, again, shifting that, that mindset from it being a huge party into a just, just an intimate gathering. And, you know, uh, it's really learning how to implement, implement different strategies, no matter what the size is, implementing different strategies to create that kind of intimate setting and intimate environment. Uh, letting people's guards down, you know, especially when it's like a conference, everyone's just like, "Oh my gosh, I have to be on like my A game," you know. I, I as soon like it, you ask someone, "Oh, like, hey, what's your name?" If there's like no name tag, immediately it'll be like, "Oh, I'm so I'm an event planner." Like the next word out of their mouth it's like no last name you get there you get their job title and then immediately like a job description etc etc and it's just like i want to know you the person you you know like who are you what what led you to this and all all that jazz so um we're going to start with how do we create these intimate environments how do we create these intimate gatherings there are a number of ways. Uh, I covered a lot of it in the very first episode of the season. Uh, went through a bit more of a deeper introspection last episode. And and this one kind of, again, coming up with, you know, before you even start planning event, you know, your, your step zero, you know, plan zero is to come up with that why. You know, starting off with figuring out your purpose for an event is really what leads to creating that more deeper and and more intimate environment. And when you have that figured out, move on to, you know, that's basically what shapes the rest of your event. So when you have that purpose, you're going to move on to implementing that purpose, even in like, you know, just the invites, the invites themselves. And I'm not exactly talking about design wise, but like phrasing and wording, even the font that you use is going to reflect that purpose. So if it is that week-long conference on, uh, I don't know, let's go with books, because uh, if you know me, then you know why we chose books. But, uh, you know, if it's a week-long conference for publishers from all over the world, let's say, and they're all coming together to kind of come to terms with changes in the industry, you know, it's all about the trends of 2022. This is a 2021 conference to learn all about what's happening in 2022 and the years beyond and kind of shaping the future of the publishing industry. So the deeper purpose of this is, you know, what is the publishing industry going to look like for like the next decade? And, you know, you start with the very next year. What is that looking like? And then how that's going to shape like the next nine years. So when that's your deeper purpose, you know, your, your invites are bound to have more of a kind of like a futuristic, thoughtful design Uh, as well as, you know, even the font. It's going to be something that stands out. It's It's big. It's bold. It's, you know, modern. It is all about getting you to think about the future and getting you excited for the future. You know, it's little details like that that start making it an intimate environment, actually. You wouldn't think so, but it actually does because people are going to come in ready to be big, bold. You know, they're ready to burst out ideas and Implement that as a rule, you know, say everyone, no one is allowed to mention which publishing house they're from, only first names. If anyone does mention, you're kicked out and you won't be invited next year. Sounds harsh, you know, even in the book, Priya Parker does mention things like it, but I promise you it is worth it because when you set out rules like that in the first place, people are coming prepared and they know that this isn't just any other, you know, conference. They're not going to immediately burst out the A-game, they're going to come like, oh, you know, ready to actually meet people for who they are. And, you know, yes, this is another publisher. I don't know who they're from. I'm not trying to impress them. I'm letting my guard down. And you immediately start building these connections on a much deeper level than you would have. Because normally at networking events, you know, again, besides being on A-game, we kind of create, start building these, these surface level connections. So when people come and they're just, you know, this is Samantha. This is Priya this is Angie things like that you know that it's they're just a person to me and I get to find out more about this person and you know what is their passion outside of reading or writing or you know maybe it's baking or I you know even mowing the lawn I know quite a few people who are quite passionate about that so yeah (laughs) it when you you start off just from that get-go you know, just from that get-go. It's the tiny details like that that get people ready for the event. And, you know, when they walk into the space, you know, maybe you have an entire hotel ballroom for like 1,200 of these publishers who are coming together for like the keynote and various other things. How are you going to set that up for them? Are you going to have just rows of chairs, which kind of makes it hard for people to get to know one another because you can really only talk to the people you're sandwiched in between, though so, one on your left, the one on your right. And same for them and them, and it just keeps going on. Can you somehow use the row style? Actually, yes, you can. If you put in some kind of prompt beneath each chair and you actually make the time for each person in that chair to either talk to, you know, maybe the person in front of them. And, you know, you kind of do change the things up. So instead of talking to the person on your left or your right, talk to the person who's sitting in front of you or to the back of you you know, things like that. You can even get, you know, people as they're coming in and be like, you know, whoever's wearing red has to sit in this side, whoever's wearing like black, things like that. Uh, And just get people mingling like that. And, you know, setting up the space is actually huge. No matter again, what type size your event is, it is so important. So when you're planning those little details and thinking of like, you know, enhancing even that little portion, think about things like that. You know, if you have tables set up, how are you going to change that? You can have some icebreakers at each table and, you know, you can make a plan, of course, a seating arrangement. I highly recommend that. And if you're doing it, make it fun, you know, have maybe an equal number of of people from like one publishing house to another, or, you know, just, again, we're going to keep going with this, with this, conference for as long as I could drag it out Um, but yeah think about things like that you know it works just as well when it's just like a wedding or birthday party even uh you know could be a birthday at McDonald's but you can change things around you can play with their seating that they already have there and you know maybe make it so like you know if, if siblings are coming you know each sibling has to be paired with like another sibling kind of thing people who they've never talked to just small things like that right um and then we move on to one of my favorite appetizers, food and beverage, uh, the, 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 the basically my favorite part of any event. Even that, food and beverage can also play a huge part in elevating your party to an intimate gathering. You might be wondering how food is food, but you know again, make sure that you have everyone uh, included and that you have food or at least snacks available all the time. But you can make an intimate environment by kind of, you know, playing up with the food instead of having like if while we're going with a conference you know people have snack breaks they have little yeah breaks for people to quickly go grab a snack or something you can you know add it bring the food to them or something or you can kind of assign it table by table gets to go up but not everyone is allowed to bring the same food maybe you have like a dessert thing Uh, i'm just playing around here kind of coming up with it on the fly as well because i didn't plan too much for the food portion but food really is an intimate way you know you can have maybe one thing that's everyone's favorite at like a smaller party or sorry a smaller wedding uh you know if you have just like 20 guests you can maybe have at least one item from each person's favorite thing or you know uh play it up be like yes this is the the couple's favorite items but you know we want to know what's yours on the invite, ask about that, you know, add it into the invite. So they're kind of like, you know, when they send you their RSVP, they're also going to send you, Oh, well, this is my favorite food and then surprise them and have everyone explain why is this their favorite food. And, you know, if it is one of those bigger conferences, use the food to also elevate the the setting, you know, are you going to do it buffet style? And if you're going to do it buffet style, how are you going to do it? Is it going to be like, Oh, everyone who's, again, you can bring in colors, like everyone who's wearing, blue or green or black, whatever it is, you know, those people get to go first. And, you know, people are going to start mingling while they're in the line, et cetera, et cetera. Just little things like that kind of bring that A game to this type of an event. And also focusing on my next favorite, your actual activities. How are you? Like, what are you planning to do at an event? You know, a wedding is kind of, oh, you know, the couple is, well, getting married and they have their own traditions that they're incorporating into this. But, you know, what are the guests doing at a, at a publishing conference? You know, there's so many topics, especially if the one that we're talking about right now is thinking about the future of the next, like, decade of, of publishing, you know, what type of activities are you going to be doing? How are you going to elevate these activities to make sure everyone is participating. Everyone's giving ideas because this is a pretty big conference, isn't it? Well, you know, it's all about, even if you are dividing people into teams, kind of make it like a fun battle. Think about it. You know, arguing is actually sometimes good at events. I know we all have like the nightmares, especially if you're an organizer and does it professionally of like people getting into like fistfights or something, but you know, sometimes it's good. And this is a major portion towards the end of the book as well you know, having having some fun with these arguments. You know, if one publishing house is like, oh, I see the direction of publishing going this way and another publishing house is like, ah, actually I see it more this way. Why not have them play? Take like, put them in teams, have other publishing houses, choose which team they want to be, make sure that they know like no one house actually has to stick together. People are allowed to switch and have them play it out. Make it a debate, a fun debate. And, you know, be like, ah, oh, like, You know, you have this much time to talk about this topic, explain why you think you're right, wrong, and people can kind of give their inputs as they're going on. People can throw out questions and just make it this huge fun thing. And, you know, you can even make a little prize at the end of that activity. Be like, you know, the team that that gets the most points in and like the next three minutes gets so-and-so or whatever, like a gift card to the coffee shop next door or something. You know, just add little fun things because it's a conference. Conferences are known for like the long keynotes, the... The sponsor thank yous and you know just long dragged out panels. So do different types of panels. You know, add in that fun element. Make it just spice things up a bit. You know, you can even do bingo uh, if you're talking about you know publishing trends that you see in like the next five years. Even just the next five years, people can do bingo. Like oh you know do you have this trend on your board? Do you have this trend, this trend, this trend, and just have fun with things like that. Change things up a bit. Uh, even just tweaking you know the regular panel which you have one moderator and like however many panelists can really change things up it's what we also did with infusion the young adult literary festival we host here in bc we kind of started thinking about different types of panels last year we did a jeopardy on publishing just publishing in general and that turned out really well it was a lot of fun uh we threw in some really random hard they were really hard facts to guess but you know, publishing facts. And people were like, whoa, we had no idea. And it was also questions that the audience had sent to us in advance. And we were able to throw it out to our panelists in a really fun and unique way. And it really brought people together because, again, it wasn't exactly a team versus team kind of or like person versus person. It was just someone individually, but people were allowed to add in their own answers in such a fun and unique way. Uh, and it really was actually one of our most watched panels that day, so that was really exciting. So yeah, again, just tweaking things up a bit like that. Um, and if you're thinking, oh, I just have like a birthday party, what what am I going to do? You know, add add an activity. Something I personally did for my birthday this year was I asked everyone. I had a few different Zoom meetings actually because of just various schedules and whatnot. So. In each Zoom meeting, I asked people to, you know, I asked a certain question. I would change it up depending on the group that I was talking with. But, you know, the main course of it was gratitude. You know, what is one thing you are grateful for when it comes to, you know, our relationships, our friendship, our circle, our group? You know, that was a big one. And people just had the most wonderful, wonderful moments. Because my deeper purpose with my gathering was, you know, yes, this is a celebration of Technically me, but you know, when I thought about it, I was like, oh, I wouldn't really be who I am right now without the people I'm talking to today, without my community. And I wanted to celebrate them because they are making me who I am and who you're listening to. So, so that was a really key thing for me. And that was my gratitude for them that I wanted to celebrate. That was my deeper purpose. I wanted to celebrate them for everything they've done for me. Uh, even though, you know, technically we had this idea of my birthday. So it ended up really great. Uh, you know, I've never felt more closer to them. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful afternoon, even if it was on Zoom and we weren't able to be there in person. So you can do the same. I highly recommend it. You know, while you're searching for that deeper purpose, again, because this shapes your whole gathering, I think about it, you know, adding to the invite, like, oh, I want to know one thing or, or one fun fact or one memory you have about me that no one else has. And each person kind of does it and it changes everything. You know, you have so much to talk about after so many memories you get to reminisce in and you just have so much fun with everyone. Everyone bonds a lot more, especially if you have people who don't exactly know each other from before. They are able to talk to each other and form new bonds and relationships. It's beautiful to see and beautiful to watch. So again, when you are creating your own event, no matter what it is, no matter what size it is, when you start with that deeper purpose, it begins to shape everything. You know, you want to include that onto your invite. You're including it in the way you're arranging and even decorating your space, the way you are planning out your activities, you know, going along with that publishing conference. Again, you know, if you are someone who plans conferences and festivals where they do panels and whatnot, Think about how you can change the style of a panel. Panels don't always have to be a moderator and like four panelists sitting in a row. You know, even the way you arrange it, you can do like a fireside chat and you can have the moderator facing the panelists. They can be speaking from the audience because a fireside chat is just that, you know, the audience is speaking to the panelists. It's kind of, you know, obviously there are rules and ground rules and stuff, but just thinking about little things like that, the way you can switch things around really elevates it from, from you know just a regular gathering into a more intimate gathering people are finding things out about each other that they never kno- knew about before people are building connections that they never would have before and this leads to even more fruitful work and and friendships and more in the months and years to come and you know you might be wondering you know why why is she so on t- on on this topic so much she built an entire season around it and it's because if this pandemic has shown us anything, and it's shown us so, so much, you know, several human rights movements happening right now as we talk around the world. And, you know, something for me personally that it showed, it was how important our connections are and just how powerful events are into building, not just building those connections, but keeping those connections. And again, even now in the middle of a pandemic, helping to form new connections, you know, networking events are kind of figuring out new ways they can use platforms like zoom or google hangouts or eventia and whatnot you know there are so many things we are all focusing on right now but you know when we are hosting whether it's virtual or depending on where you are located right now you know you might have different rules considering that but You know, we are coming up with new ways to connect and it's about continuing to build on that intimacy as well as we connect. You know, it's so easy to just hop on for like half an hour on a Zoom call and everyone talks about whatever the news is, the current events of the day, watch a movie or like, you know, just for an hour, discuss those current events and then move on. But we're not exactly connecting with each other that way, are we? And, you know, especially as we go forward and more things begin to open up and we kind of steadily kind of get back to at the time before COVID and everything, uh, we are going to be focusing on continuing to build those connections. And, you know, just why things like this are so important to remember because, you know, it's not just about me, myself, and I, or, you know, if it's your wedding, again, yeah, that me, myself, and I, it's about me, you, us, you know, because at the end of the day, that's why we're hosting what we're hosting. We are hosting to celebrate us we are hosting to acknowledge us we are hosting to begin to know us you know the publishing industry as a whole isn't us the couple us their guests also in us you know them as entire group is us you and your community isn't us you know you and i so if you begin to shift your mindset like that shifting it outside of you know oh just focusing on that surface level it's just a party with all We all know how a birthday party works. We all know how a conference works. We all know how weddings work. And we can begin to shift it and elevate how those things work and change even just like tiny little things about it. It changes everything. It changes everything. So I really hope you are all able to take something away from from this past season or like the first half at least. Starting next week, we will be going back to our interviews where we're still discussing this idea, of course, but uh, it won't just be me anymore. (laughs) I'm so, so excited, though, for next episode. These are two people who I have had so much fun talking with. Uh, You will find out more, of course, in the coming days, but seriously, they are just so much fun and such unique and kind-hearted individuals. I honestly cannot wait for you all to hear them. I've been just waiting for like the perfect moment to have them on and that moment arrived and I could not be more stoked for it. So thank you so much to everyone for listening thus far. I am so, so excited for what's to come for the rest of the season and just continue to remember, remind yourself every time you're sitting down to plant, it's not a party. It's an intimate get together. And well, on that note, until next time, everyone take care, stay safe. Cheers. Bye-bye.